you know, running this business, you with your, you know, media personality, everything else you're doing. Now you got to write a book on top I of everything. I think I'm else. OCD. Like, is it ADD, ADHD? What, yes, what am I? Yes, ADD. Which in what in what context? As in, like, I can't concentrate no, for ADD, too long. Yeah. Mm. I think I have ADD. This really? book made me realize. I'm like, sit down for two seconds. I'm like, what's happening on Instagram? <laughs> Most and people like, have that problem. <laughs> and like two seconds I write and I'm like, oh, let's check out the news. And then I write another two seconds and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I had to like, I, I don't know how many coffees I took at some point because I was like, cool, you need to get it together. Okay. If you want to finish this, because it is, you have to be in the right mood, the right mode. And then you get mm. to a point where you feel like you, you have no more adjectives to describe what mushrooms taste like. Because you've repeated them a couple of times (laughs) in a couple of recipes because you love mushrooms. So you're like, splendid. I I think I've said amazing like a hundred million times. Or just do a Jamie Oliver. Beautiful. Beautiful mushrooms. Beautiful. Yeah, but in the book, I can't go, I can't say beautiful. beautiful. I can't spell beautiful and go B-A-U-U-U-U-U-U-T-T-T-T-T-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-
for some strange reason. Um, and yeah, so I did ballet and um, got to travel around the world, um, got to see a lot of things. I remember actually my mom putting my ballet shoes in the washing machine because she thought they were dirty. And if you know, did you know I went into like American there? Like dirty. Like dirty? I meant dirty. <laughs> did you go to accent, yeah, accentuate dirty? dirty? Like I say water. <laughs> water? And I, and the weirdest thing I say bathroom instead of bathroom. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know where I took that from and I've only been to America once. Really? Anyway, we'll get yeah. into that. Yeah. We'll get into so yeah, so um, ballet shoes and washing machines. She put the ballet shoes, the point shoes, in the washing machine. And if you know anything about ballet, you know that you never put point shoes in the washing machine because you don't do that. Mm. So yeah. it's a no no. No, you clean them with um, with chamomile lotion. You know what you use for chicken pox? Yeah. I know okay. it's a cheaper version, but there is like another thing that you buy from the ballet shop. But the cal- cal- is chamomile. Chamomile? Chamomile, yeah. That um, is cheaper but works perfectly as well. So we used to use that. Um, And yeah, so I got to travel around the world and uh, I guess became the first ballet dancer of color in South Africa to do a lead role of John Q, which was amazing. Also did Nutcracker and a few other roles. Um, And then from there I decided, well, that was fun. Uh, What's next? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what did ballet – I mean, ballet is hard, yeah, it's it just is. a very hard thing to do. Many, many Quite. hours of practice. Yeah. It's physically hard, emotionally hard. So, Jeez. what did I have to ask you? What um, What did ballet as a as a discipline teach you about yourself? Um, I think from a young age, it taught uh, perseverance. It taught discipline, and uh, you only discover these things when you're older. Because when mm. you're in the motion of things, you don't mm. really fathom what you're doing. It's kind of like a thing that you do with your friends, and it's tons of fun. And you know, um, you so happen to be good at it, so you continue. Mm. Um, but yeah, so you know, I think definitely perseverance, definitely discipline. I think, and, and the art of being a hard worker that mm. nothing's ever going to be given to you on a silver platter. If you think about ballet in its entirety as an art form, you you practice every single day staring at yourself in the mirror to practice a pirouette that you might not even get on stage. Really? Essentially. How does that work? So, obviously, I'm assuming you know what a pirouette is. Yes. So, you pirouette. You, and and you. yeah. So, I was a very good turner, <clears throat> if I should say so myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I used to do like, probably like... I could do like a good, like I could bang out like a six, six pirouettes on point and finish like I did absolutely nothing. So that was like, hmm. I guess I like, kind of a gift. Like I was a good turner. So I had hmm. really high legs, but certain things that I couldn't do. So I didn't have like really good turnout. It meant that I needed to keep practicing that or stretching or, hmm. or kind of engaging the muscles that don't exist anymore, but they used to be there. <laughs> um, engaging certain muscles so that when I was dancing, I was constantly turned out and not. Mm. Turned in, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, it, it, you, you're in front of the mirror. I remember doing the Prix de Luzon in Switzerland. I was actually my first time traveling overseas. And I remember seeing the Asian girls would stand in front of the mirror after, even after the competition. We were like, we're going to eat burgers and takeaway because it's our first time overseas. Okay. <laughs> so we're like, we got time for this competition. We got things to do. And we were young. We're like 18. And you can imagine like these little kids from the township traveling overseas for the first time. And we're in like in Switzerland. And if you've ever been to like Lausanne or anywhere in Switzerland, it is a beautiful, beautiful yeah, country. Stunning. So we were like, Wow, <laughs> you know, completely forgot about the competition, put on 10 kilos, only made it like, I don't even know how far we made it, but we didn't do so well. Um, and yeah, and so they used to sit and literally like practice 
all the time, like in front of the mirror, when everybody was eating lunch, they were there practicing. When, mm. And of course, they came out like top 10, obviously. Of course. We came home with a few more cheeks. <laughs> made the pain a little bit heavier. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, um, but take us a little bit further back. Tell us about where this journey actually started. Um, the ballet journey? The, no, no, you as a, as a kind of a, as a personality. Where did you, where were you born? Where did you come from? Um, so I'm from Alexandra, yes, and I have never seen the rats that people talk about personally. <laughs> you better close that mouth and lower your tone, girl. <laughs> I've never seen those rats personally, um, but I was born um, 16th Street in Alexandra, grew up from really humble beginnings uh, with two parents, obviously two, with parents that really... Some have more two. than two, hey? Yeah, yeah, I was going to, that's how I was like, okay, I looked at myself like, is that silly? Um, but with parents who were really committed in making sure that we had a better livelihood for ourselves and for our family. Mm. Um, and yeah, and, and then we moved to the burbs in the hood. So we moved to East Bank, which is like... The suburb of mm. the township, which is awkward, but yeah. Yeah. So cooking. We have to talk about cooking. You've got uh, a book coming up in I September. Know. So that's your I'm first one, right? I'm so excited. Can I get it? A- <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited about the book. I mean, it actually got me like really emotional writing it because it's quite an emotional book that talks about my life and how mm. I got introduced to food. And uh, I mean, some moments are funny. Some moments are like, you know, but you know, when you have to reflect and go back to who you were, how you grew up, you know, and I, I know in the book I talk about, and I've mentioned this a couple of times that when we used to say in Alex, like I used to bath in like a little dish. And now the thought, like now I'm like, Hey, I used to bath in a dish. I can't even believe, you know, personally mm. myself, hence I never take baths anymore because oh, I never take baths. Because it reminds me of that little dish, even though the bath is not really the size of the dish. Anyway, point is, um, I'm very excited about the book. Um, I hope South Africa loves the book as much as I've enjoyed writing it. And I've been very hands-on about everything, from every toothpick to every mm. everything. everything. Talk, talk to us a little bit more about your writing process. So I've got a book coming out in the middle of July. Woohoo! On Thank my birthday? You. Really? Okay. Uh, the 15th of July. Ah, you missed it by a couple of days. I can move the dates. Okay, 3rd of July. 3rd <laughs> <laughs> so, of July. Third of but, July. Uh, but one of the hardest experiences, like in terms of exercises of discipline, I mean, with everything Jeez. going on, you know, running this business, you with your, you know, media personality, everything else you're doing, now you've got to write a book on top I of everything I'm else. I think I'm OCD, like, is it ADD? ADHD? What, yes, what am I? AD, AD, which in what, in what context? As in, like, I can't concentrate uh, for ADD, too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have ADD. This really? book made me realize. I'm like, sit down for two seconds. I'm like, I wonder what's happening on Instagram. <laughs> Most I'm people like, have that problem. <laughs> I'm like, two seconds I write, and I'm like, oh, let's check out the news. And then I write another two seconds, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I had to, like, I, I don't know how many coffees I took at some point because I was like, cool, you need to get it together, okay, if you want to finish this. Because it is. You have to be in the right mood, the right mode, and then you get mm-hmm. to a point where you feel like, you, you have no more adjectives to describe what mushrooms taste like because you've repeated them a couple of times <laughs> in a couple of recipes because you love mushrooms. So you're like, splendid. I, th- I think I've said amazing like a hundred million times. Or just do a Jamie Oliver, beautiful. 
Beautiful mushrooms, beautiful. Yeah, but in the book, I can't go. I can't say beautiful. beautiful. I can't spell beautiful and go B A U U U U U T T T T T T I I I. You know, I can't. But on television and I guess like on a podcast or something, you can go. You go beautiful, 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 beautiful. You know, it sounds a lot different to writing a book. So yeah. But um, and conceptually for the book though, was it quite easy to to land on an idea for it? Because you know, just not knowing your space intimately like you do. But um, cooking books, there's loads of them. So how does one apply a point of difference to something like that? Do you know, what? I'm so lucky to have like some really cool um, chef friends, um, and one of them is Dennis Prescott. Um, you should check out his Instagram page. Give a shout out to Canada, Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, and he was like. <laughs> Thank you. And he was like, you know what? Um, there's so many cookbooks. Try and make this one special. It's your first one. No mm. one really maybe knows your life story. And so put that in. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's what I should do. Because, like, you know, you don't want something that's similar to everybody else. You want it to have your own flair. Um, food is fun because, you know, you get to travel around. Well, I get to travel. Well, I travel quite a bit sometimes and then I get to eat some amazing food from different places. Um, and so, you know, to find things that you enjoy is easy to jot down for the first, I would say 30 recipes and the publisher wanted a hundred. And then you're like, um, right. I mean, then you start having to dig, then you have, you have to start doing some, like tasting some recipes and trying up, trying out some different things and, you know, really pushing your palate, you know, and trying things that you wouldn't ordinarily like, but because you want to mm. kind of open your palate to different things, you try it. Mm. I don't know if it's the same with like everything else. Yeah. Cause you like, I, I love trying new food cause I feel like it, it, it like allows my palate to discover new things that it never knew. Expressions similar- as well, I guess. Right. I don't know about expressions, but it makes like my palate like jumps and it gets excited mm. and it's a, it's a vibe. What inspires you when it comes to food? Um, a lot of things inspire me. I think people inspire me. Um, I love, I love kind of like those stories of people that took themselves from nothing to something. Um, I mean, I'm going to use, <clears throat> um, Cardi B. It's probably maybe a bad example, but I love that kind of story. Like mm. I love people that go against the grain. I love people that, you know, I love people that do it despite when people said you were never going to do it. Those stories like truly, truly inspire me. I love, I love a Steve Jobs story where he got fired from the very company that then took him back. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that kind of stuff like makes, I almost said my tits stand, but I, yeah. So like the Tiger Woods, yeah. The Tiger Tiger Woods Woods story. story. Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh, Tiger. I'm going to go back and try to play golf again. (laughs) What a legend. What a legend. And I love stuff like that because, you know, I think he also watched, he watched those interviews with everybody saying Mm. to him, oh, oh, his career's over. Oh, he's never going to make it. Oh, he's, and then he was like, well, 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 who's sipping on tea now? Hmm?" (laughs) He was legit. eh? No, absolutely. I love those kinds of stories. I think they're so inspiring. They have depth in them. Those people have something to say. They have a story to tell. I love a Casta Semenya story. What um, speaking of Casta, what, what's your view on what's going down at the moment? I mean, it's all over social media. I saw yeah. an ad with Discovery, um, you know, getting behind her as well. Nike's done something, of course. Yeah, um, you know, I saw something that said, um, "What was it?" I saw something that said, "The world will celebrate the first woman." Or I can't remember. I think it was like a Caitlyn Jenner type situation, mm. and they won't uh, support. 
Costa and it just didn't make sense to me, you know? And I just think, I just think it's unfair. Like, mm. you know, I sat down to actually, before I even like posted, you know, I posted a picture of her on my Instagram. Cause I was like, you know, salute, you know, I personally am behind you. I thought about it. I was like, why are you behind her? And I thought I would hate to wake up and somebody's telling me I'm something that I'm not mm. when I've grown up knowing that I was something that I am. You know what I mean? Mm. And I don't think anyone deserves that. And I think people like that, her, sto her story will be written in the history books. And I think we need to celebrate people like that right now because, you know, it's the same thing about voting. I, you know, the fact that some people didn't vote, I find it absolutely just like, Mm. appalling you mm. know to think about how many people fought you know for you to just put that cross on whatever party you decided to vote for mm. and, you know and and people sh you know it's it i don't want to take things like that like that lightly with that being said there are probably things in my life that people look at and go oh you should have done that but you know it takes time to get to that point and so when you do get there do the right do the right thing yeah, it's yeah. interesting because it's it's this it's the power of the personal brand. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That yeah. that big brands are kind of jumping onto you in many yeah, respects. Yeah, because people I think are tired of like the same mundane thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you want authenticity. You want somebody who finds for something that's real. Um, you know, it's easy to put on a lash and mascara. Mm. Not easy. Jeez, it's really difficult. I mean, to put all of this on. It's a lot of work. But, you know, there's a certain level of authenticity that people enjoy and love mm. and I kind of gravitate to. Do you know mm. what I mean? I do. And Jeez, I, I, that sounds so deep. <laughs> That's what happens on oh, the map round so show. Heavy. What? How many minutes has it been? <laughs> I'm, I'm, let's see. I don't know. Okay, but look, I think what uh, what 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 we're kind of touching on is this is this finding your voice and being able to speak your truth. Yeah, absolutely. Like Casta Semenya, I think you've done that in, in many respects. Even myself, I've had yeah. to grow into that. You absolutely. Know? I don't think you know. I started off as a ballet dancer, and then I went into still in television on top billing, my own show, The Hostess with Lorna Maseko, um, Top Chef South Africa, Master Chef. Celebrity mastership in South Africa, and I guess like you know, people do doubt. Like, and then when you started cooking, when yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. and so you, I think it's not even proving it to people. I think it's proving it to yourself. That's I it. don't think it's really like going. I'm going to show them. I think it's more like I'm going to show me that I can do it. I'm mm. going to show me that you know um, I can really excel at this thing because I genuinely like it. And if I discovered it years later, you're only discovering it now. I've probably known it. A couple of years ago, I just had to grow into it. Mm. And you're seeing it now in this thing where I'm selling you this dream. But it perhaps was a dream when I was dancing and I couldn't eat as much as I wanted. And I wanted to have a lamb chop or so or two <laughs> or the whole lamb shank. <laughs> Tell yeah. me something. Why? What, 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 what words of wisdom or, Jeez, or kind of lessons would you like to share with other women out there who are battling to find their truth and their voice and, and who look up to you because that's very much a position that based on what I understand is a, is a position that you hold. Do you know what it is? is? Um, I think, you know, my best friend, Teresa Mahonga always says, um, my ambition knows no boundaries. And I'm one of the most fearless people, people, is that English? Yes. Fearless people I know, you know, like I'll take the risk and learn how to swim on my way down. I mean, no, I'll take the dive and learn how to, no man. That's like I'll an entrepreneur, right? So an entrepreneur will jump out of an airplane with a silk And be like, oh, shucks, I've never done a lesson on this. What do we do? We're, yeah. I'm not way down, like, about we'll there. Out. When I'm about to drop, you're like, <gasps> okay, we survived. 
we're good. Okay. And I'm kind of like that person. And I, you know, some, some, some risks have been really costly. Some have been really great. Mm. Uh, am I grateful for them? Yeah. You know, um, did I want to go through the hardships? No. Uh, but I've learned something and I move, I move, I, you know, I keep it moving. I mean, I'm a director of a radiator business and what we do is we manufacture radiators, oil coolers and heat exchangers. And it's not an industry that you would have ever thought of me being because when I do go to the mining sites, I do wear a hard hat and I do wear mining shoes and a, and that jacket that's luminous. But I know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I mean? A safety jacket. But I know what I'm talking about and I, you know, it's something that I'm passionate about. I'm an entrepreneur. Mm. And so, you know, I, I would do things that would not be what you would think. I'm not, you know, I always say I just don't want to be seen as just a pretty face. Speed is what propelled the first astronauts into space. Speed is what launched us through the sound barrier. And speed is the new currency of marketing for tech businesses. We get our tech clients to market in days, not months. With a lightning strike campaign from Digital Kung Fu, you finally have a quick, effective, and affordable way to break through the clutter of competitor campaigns, retain existing customers, and acquire new ones. Digital Kung Fu. It's time to tell your story. Yeah. Let's do quote of the day. Take us through this one. Onwards and upwards. Um, because I am, I'm a, I'm a kind of keep it moving kind of girl. Like mm. I'm like, hardships will always be there. People will disappoint you, um, but you put on your big girl panties and you keep it moving. Mm. Onwards and upwards. What have you learned about failure in, in your? Gosh, kind of. I hate failure. I'm Why not though? Lie. Don't you find failure is necessary? No, it is necessary. It doesn't mean something that's necessary you mm. must like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I no, I hate failure. Failure is scary. Failure, you know, makes you not want to take the next jump next time. Mm. But it is necessary. Mm. You need, you know, you wouldn't be where you are if you hadn't started what you've started here. You know, it, it took some failing. It, you know, and that's just the truth of the matter. So, um. I do I like failure? No. Do I think it's necessary? Yes. Mm. That's just what it is. I mean, do I want to? Oh, geez, I almost went completely left with this one. <laughs> Let me keep it to myself. <laughs> you know. So yeah. So I think I think failure is necessary. I think half of not even I don't even think I've reached success yet, but half of the things that I've kind of achieved were because I, I failed at something and tried again, you know, mm. but I think the most important thing and it's a cliche you hear all the time. It's like get up, you know. I remember like starting out as an entrepreneur and like not having really work but getting up and taking a shower and just looking at a computer hope think hoping something will happen <laughs> you know what i mean and it's just it's those little actions they're so small and they're so meaningless at the time mm. but they're so valuable when you look back and you go thank goodness i got up thank mm. goodness i pretended to do something you know yeah. what i mean sent a couple of emails <laughs> which half of them wouldn't probably be answered <laughs> What does what does success look like to you? What should success mean to the aspiring young entrepreneur today? Oh, that's so hard because it's so different and it's so relative. You know, I think for me, success is peace, <laughs> and you can't buy peace. Mm. You can't, right? Even if you were stressed and you went to the Maldives, there's no peace there. Really, as much as, as beautiful as it is, do you know what I mean? I just think peace is. Yeah, I think success is just being being at Cause yeah, I just, you know, the world is so crazy. And I mm. think, I think, I don't know. I'm telling you this now, maybe tomorrow I might change. It might be mm. something else. 
inner peace. Or inner peace, pe comfortable with no, being comfortable inner, with inner oneself? No, inner peace. Mm. Being completely happy with the decisions you've made. When you go to bed at night, you, at, you know, that you, you were the best that you could have been today mm. or to people. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, you know, I could say, oh, having this car or going to this country, but I was going to say that's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's the other things that are. That you need to dig deep for, I think. Mm -hmm. That money can't buy. Yeah. And it makes it easier. That's not a lie. Mm. But I think there's certain things that money can't buy. It's an interesting point of discussion. But I, with right. that said, I'm an entrepreneur. So no, it's, no, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. It's just like we've got this thing going live on uh, on Instagram. I then. know. Does anyone have questions? I yeah. Mean, we went from like 159 to 89. I'm at that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there. I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top, you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up. It's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. No, <laughs> but yeah. um, but, so, yeah. uh, but it's they, interesting. Like, anybody, let me just say to sorry. Yeah, go ahead. We're on uh, live. <laughs> if you guys have any questions, please do shout, um, and I will try and answer them as best as possible. Yeah, I'm changing my hair. So, but it's interesting because I find a lot of the this young aspiring people there on like on on Instagram, for instance, yeah. it's about how many likes I get on my content or my last photo, like these Instagram yeah. models and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but it's not it's not real. I mean, it's not it's not exactly the I kind mean, of success that I imagine you would hope others to aspire to. Um. Shame, Katalia says she loves me. I love you too. <laughs> what are you most afraid of, Lorna? What advice would you give to someone trying to start a business? Okay, I'll there get to go. those just now. Um, I think with smart thinking, you could, you can, and people have turned things like social media into a job. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're just, I guess, trying to get likes, I mean, that's that's you. That's cool, fam. Like if it works for you, keep doing that. Do you know what I mean? But like. For some of us, it's it's a it's it is a platform that you use as a job. It's mm. work. Do you know what I mean? Um, I sometimes create content not because I'm getting paid for it, but because I realize the importance of my social media platform. And what I choose to share is not necessarily my entire life. It's what I'm choosing to show you, mm. and what I'm choosing to show you could be as small as that compared to all of this beautiful. Kind of what's this thing called? AstroTurf. As opposed to this entire AstroTurf thing. So, so yeah. So, um, yeah, I think you can use it. Um, but it can, I think it can get very depressing as well. I think sometimes you need to shut things like that down mm. and, and switch it off and, 
you know, live without it at, you know, go on a, like a little sabbatical, even if it's an hour. Sounds like a lot. It is. It does <laughs> sound like a lot. Uh, what did that person ask me? He said, what advice do you have for someone wanting to start a business? Do you know what? I would say research, research online. Like I sit on my, on my phone and now on, on the phone, you could do so much stuff and literally like Google stuff, research, look at what people are doing. And there's nothing that will beat you from doing that groundwork because it's, it's like saying, okay, I'm a young person. I want to start a business in. Give me something, somebody. Uh, retail. Sure. I would say I was pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Blockchain. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, okay, let's say you've got a great business plan. You've got a great proposal. I think there are, I mean, you know, I think for me, there are avenues that are, you know, some government departments that assist with stuff like that. And I think you may not be able to get all the money you want, but there are avenues for like, if you're under 35, you could go to the national youth. What is it? NYDA, I think. Yeah, you no, can go there. And for me, I think we, we, it becomes a bit of a challenge. People then go, Oh, I sent it in and no one said anything. Mm. Do you know how many times sometimes I've had to knock on doors until somebody said, actually, like, I won't use that language, but like, actually, please leave. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm that, I'm that persistent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm okay with being told, mm. calling you a million times until you answer the phone, until I even, I'm like, I, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Next. But I think it's that you need to be persistent. You can't assume that you've sent in this beautiful proposal out of like, imagine how many people apply for things like that, that yours is going to be the one that people read. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I think it's perseverance and it's, 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 it's not stopping at the first knock. It's mm. bulldoze the damn door if you have to. <laughs> Do you it. know what I mean? I, and that's how I, and I'm nowhere where I want to be. And have so much work to do. But like, I'm just thinking about like a silly example is that I was looking for a company to manage my brand for months and months and months. And I, you know, knocked at so many beautiful agencies and they just said, no, thank you. You know, it's not nice to get a no, thank you. And I finally found like brand cartel and it was because we were working on a campaign together to go on a cruise. I know how difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Life's tough. <laughs> so tough. Proper hurdle. And um, and I enjoyed how they managed the whole process. There were a bit of like hiccups along the way. Um, but, you know, the trip happened and they managed it beautifully. Mm. And I approached them and I was like, listen, I'm looking for a company to manage my brand, but not not in a way that you see talent. I want you mm. to see me as you see um, um, a, a franchise or a, I don't want to mention brands, but you know what I mean? Like an actual thing like the thing you're wearing on your feet or the thing that I'm wearing on my feet you know what I mean and manage me like that do you mm. know what I mean and from there that literally led to us um they have a sister company called embassy marketing agency and now we're business partners do you know what I mean but that really? came from doing something together yeah yeah they came, not even just together they came from me asking and knocking at different doors until i landed at something that worked it's kind of do you believe in uh, now i'm going to be fancy now but deterministic universe in other words um those are very upper words but uh, to dumb it down but basically it's kind of like saying well if you knocked on those 10 doors right and the the nine that said no it was an event it was necessary to find the one absolutely that was i'm I, i'm not sure if my facts are correct but didn't walt disney knock at like 300 and something banks and mm -hmm. denied all of them and he never even got to see disney world 
Seriously. I That's believe so. Story. Yeah, I've heard true? that. Yeah. Imagine, imagine him in his grave right now. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine? Uh, animated films. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Im- imagine that. Like, do you know what I mean? He never even got to see the thing. Even wasn't, and then KFC was another one, right? The, yeah. The colonel was like literally and you think a thousand. About that, and then something. you think that you've posted like two pictures on the grammar. Boom. Come on, kids. Like, that's, y'all better wake that's up. That's how you know the universe has got a sense of humor. Eh? Quite. A, bit, <laughs> a big like, one as well. Put you through all of that and then you get one deal, but yeah. you don't get to see the yeah. vision. You know? And I think a lot of the time is it's about you driving that vision. You mm. know, I think a lot of the stuff that I do is because I'm on the ground trying to figure out like, oh, okay, in the food space, what are people doing? Oh, in, in, you know, in, in marketing companies, what, what, where companies lacking this? You, you've got to do that work. Like you can't, Half hazard is it half hazardly? Like think you you know you're gonna arrive at a thing like it's not gonna I, fall I, in I, your lap. I right? wish it was like that, but it isn't. Mm. And it, it it it's I'm gonna say as far as it it's not even submitting your CV and thinking somebody's gonna say oh you must come work mm. at my company. It's about irritating the living daylights out of the people you want to work for. It's I remember back in the day people used to say like you must um you how they I don't what what show was it. It was like a, it was an SABC one show for musicians. And they used to, like back then, like they used to stand at the SABC, like, um, waiting for somebody to pass so that you could give them their album so that they could hear your music mm, in the hope that they would play it. I'm like, you need more of that, you know? Hunger. Ha- That's the word up top. That's the word hunger, drive, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need that. You can't just, unfortunately, I wish I could say, um, you know, Buy your Instagram followers, you know, um, take a couple of pictures, you know, boom, tomorrow some, a client's going to call you and say, do this. I wish I could honestly say it because I wouldn't be sitting, I'd be taking pictures as we're speaking, even though there is somebody taking pictures randomly. <laughs> um, Maverick. Let's so see what we've got any more questions, questions there. Uh, what advice do you, did you get in the past and About? you feel played an important part in your life that you think you had not followed it. It couldn't have gone sour. Rupee MT. Um, can you, can would, you get those questions on your computer? I would say um, I had a, a, a business and um, a restaurant and people, and I went and asked different mentors, like not even mentors, just people that I respected in, in, in business. And all of them said, don't do it. <laughs> What did Lorna do? You did it anyway. She did it. And what, what did it cost me? Almost everything. So, um, yeah, I think, I, you know, you sometimes just take the advice. And I think if anything that has taught me that if I ever go through another thing like that, or if I'm about to go into a business venture, I need to ask like a million people. Also, because I'm like, I call myself a street entrepreneur. I don't have a degree. I don't have, okay, when I say I, have, I don't have a degree, it's, I went way, to like. It's the best kind. No, I went to varsity for like, not varsity. I registered with UNISA like, and I finished two and a half years. And the last third year, I was like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, mm, I can't, I'm fosting this thing. Not fosting was, I was literally saying fosting, but I mean forcing this thing. And I just was like, oh, you know, I'm a trial and error kind of person. Mm. I mean, I even went to chef school for like two months and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to know if the French, I don't know, started a bouvoir or whatever. So. But it's it's actually to your advantage in many respects because, you know, at least what's coming out of the States 
and Zing- and uh, Silicon Valley and stuff like that is that they would much rather hire or back an on, on entrepreneur as a VC if he doesn't have an MBA. Really? But, yeah, because today it's like, well, how relevant is an MBA yeah. actually? Do you know you what know, I mean? Yeah, I know Especially tons here. of people, even with family, that have multiple degrees but don't have work. Exactly. Multiple. And expecting the JOB to come. Which yeah, is and I know lots of people with, with MBAs that don't have work. Yeah. You know, I know people that look after their families that don't have that don't have degrees, but are the ones looking after their families. It's nuts. But um, I've I've discovered something quite interesting. It's called triangulation. So if okay. you want to start a business, yeah, it's kind of like what what you did. I'm using another word to describe it. But okay. what you're trying to do is to get to the truth. Should I do this thing or not? Right. What decision should I make as it relates to this opportunity? Right. Um, and so if you ask three people. Yeah. You you come up with an idea in your mind. I'm thinking this, and you test it with three people. Invariably, yeah. let's just say two p two out of the three people say that's a great idea. Then yeah. you know that it's probably a good idea, and yeah. you should do it. If it's only one or no one agrees with your idea, then you probably shouldn't. Right. Because at the end in of the principle, in principle, yeah. yes. But I think to your point, what you did is you did it anyway, right? Because you, it's like you you remind yeah. me of myself in many respects personality wise because you're headstrong it's like you know what it's, it's like hey, someone saying cry, don't hey, do i am this? such a crier oh my gosh i think crying is important though i think it's i find it very therapeutic i, I do i don't know how to cry <laughs> let me slap you hard with this baseball <laughs> I'll just like, and I'll see what like, happens. Give me the drags. <laughs> Mine crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I am headstrong, but I'm also like, I think also it's about surrounding yourself with people that have similar values. I think it's surrounding about with surrounding yourself with people that support you. It's about surrounding yourself with people that do better than you. And so, I mean, it's like these silly things that people say, you know, like fake it till you make it, you know, or, you know, surround yourself with, you know, look at the, your circle. And in five years, that stuff is true. It is true. That stuff, it's not a joke. It sounds jokey now, but that stuff is so true. And I think, you know, when I look at like people I'm, I hang around with, they, you know, in their own right are heads of industries, you know, and constantly inspiring me to want to be better, you know, um, and also pushing me subconsciously, you know, um, and I, I get like to think pushing each other in wanting to be great. And I celebrate. Uh, the people I'm around and I'm grateful for them, you know, um, you know, so yeah. Who's most influential in your life at the moment? Hmm. 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 Q. Q's definitely most, <laughs> def- Q's most definitely influential um, in my life. Sure. You know, I, Speaks I, to I, me. I find that very hard to so, right. answer. I'll tell you why. Because, you know, people say, oh, who, who do you look up to or, Who's your mentor or who do you think, you know, I think that there's not one person that I could say, oh, this person encapsulates everything that I want to be. Mm. No, not at all. Like I could, I could give you a list of people, you know, and they, and they, they diverse and they're different in their own right. And um, what Cardi B's been able to do, and I may not necessarily be, you know, a complete like her fan. I love her music. Some of it. I love those kinds of stories. I love. Um, I love Chrissy Teigen's story. Like, I love that she's a, a TV host. She's married to John Legend and yet has her own career, has 
two cookbooks, if I'm not mistaken, hosts TV show, you know, has built her own brand within that. I love, I guess I'm talking about food people because obviously I'm in the deep within this cookbook at the moment. I look at Aisha Curry and I'm like, she's married to Steph Curry, okay, who's like massive. And yet she's been able to open her own restaurant, have a cookware range, um, you know, have cookbooks as well, have a cooking show and stuff like that for me. I'm like, that's what I want. I love a Steve Jobs kind of story. I love... And the other entrepreneurs that I look at, and I can't think of them obviously now for your brain, um, that I think, wow, you know, that is super, super cool. Um, there's something about you that I absolutely love that I want to take with me, you know? Mm. Um, if I think about Dennis Prescott as well, I mean, I'm mentioning him because I'm, as I said, I'm deep within the food space, but he was also like, was a, in a band in Vancouver didn't do so well, was almost homeless, decided to teach himself how to love cook or enjoyed it somewhat. Um, and, um, decided to teach himself through Jamie Oliver videos and whatever. Now he's got like a show. He's got a banging YouTube channel. He's followed by some big American stars. He's a food blogger, an author, and he's now global. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so, um, and I look at that and I go, oh, I love that. You know, I once went down, he probably doesn't know, went down all the way to his Instagram page number, to his first post. And I was like, you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, and I was like, and I love stories like that, you know. And I think those stories resonate with people that have dreams or aspirations to be something in life. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of aspirations, we're going to play a new game here. It's called the three-question game. Oh. I'm going to hand over the show to uh, Quincy and then Trevor. Right. Come, Quincy. Your, your goal here is to ask three insightful questions. Insightful. And whoever asks the three best questions will win a, a, a nice uh, hamburger at the end of the day. A hamburger? <laughs> like any questions. Anything you want? Insightful. 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 How so? Mm. So introduce yourself. Oh, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Quincy. Right. How are you guys doing? Oh, <laughs> hi Lorna. How are hey, you? how's it? I'm Guinea. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. Are you nervous? <laughs> I'm starstruck. I literally don't have any questions. <laughs> um. Come on, guys, help me, help me, help me, help me. Is it quinoa or quinoa? Quinoa. Uh, favorite dish, local, international. Uh, I will say that I'm always drawn to like Asian flavors. So like, um, I love, you know, teriyaki, soya, ginger, chili. Um, yeah, I, I love those kinds of like Asian type flavors. So always, I mean, after this, I'm going for sushi, starving. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, locally, oh, I love like stews, man. Like I love like oxtail. I like like hearty food. Mm. That gives you like the itis afterwards. Itis. The itis, like uh, you sleep. Well. Locked out. Substitution time. <laughs> Substitution time. Uh, alrighty. Yeah. This seems very, very comfortable. <laughs> How are you doing, darling? I'm very good. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Fantastic. What's happening, guys? Name's Trevor. <laughs> um, your river uncle, Trevor. Um, so I wanted to know. Yes. Um, I'm 27 years old. Okay. Uh, I think I've got the potential. To do what? To entertain. And Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I would ask you. Okay. What's your number one piece of advice to get me where you are and not um, possibly I, even greater? I'm joking. <laughs> but no, yes. be greater. No, be greater. Um, I would say, I mean, firstly, where do you want to go? Where, where do you, where, like... Radio. Radio. Okay, then I would say put a showreel together and then I would say irritate the living daylights out of people in broadcast until somebody says, okay, we'll listen to you. Okay. I, I, other than that, I don't know. I don't know anyone, you know. I, no, sufficient answer. I was, I was <laughs> happy with that. <laughs> um, question number two. Yes. Do I get three questions? Yeah. Um, question number two. Um, you've traveled around the world. Yeah. Um, what sets us? You have us? a good voice though as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what sets us apart as South Africans from the rest of the world? You know what? We are so lively and so. I'm going to describe it in dance form because it's the best way I could, I think, articulate it. I love dancing. Okay, cool. So, like, I'm going to, well, I was thinking ballet, but Salsa. whatever we're thinking. <laughs> you know, you travel overseas and you see like international dances, and it's almost like they have no, it's not that they don't have a soul, but there's something lacking about their performance that doesn't touch you in the heart, and you go, oh my gosh, it was moving. And South Africans mm. have this, like, passion and this like yes. love yeah. for life and this this thing i don't know what to call it yeah and they've got this zest and this like joyful you know ish i don't know what the word is mm. but yeah i yeah yeah but no one would understand that thing unless you were south african and knew what i was talking about but we're, we're, we have a the spirit this, yes yeah i don't know yes doesn't translate mm. for me but like this mm. like like drums or you know you it ended on its own oi how do you save it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and so i think we have this like spirit and this love for life and despite the challenges we'll still celebrate and we'll still that you don't find anywhere else in the world it's mm. like weird it's like you know, um, if I think like, oh, I don't know if I should use a church, for example, but like I went to the church in London and they were like, and you come to South Africa like, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's what we're talking about. So I was like, why isn't anyone clapping hands, ululating yeah, or something? You know what I mean? It's a, or dancing. You know, people can be like, and you come to South Africa like, yeah. And across cultures, not just like I'd say, you know, black people, it's like across cultures, people just have this, you know, you see it when you watch a rugby game, you see it when you watch a soccer game, you know, there's this like passion that, that our people have that is so beautiful that I promise you, like people used to say, oh, South Africans are the friendliest. I don't even think friendly is the word to describe it for mm. me personally. Mm. The, we just have this beautiful, joyful spirit about us that you don't find anywhere else. For sure. For sure. Uh, one more question. And uh, <laughs> and uh, where would you like to see yourself ten years from now? Um, ten years from now, I would say I'm a director of a couple of companies, sitting on a couple of boards, um, a stable. Not where I'd like to see it is a go it's a 
it's it's ha- it's a plan, mm. it, you know, um, with an international cooking career. Um, another cookbook. Another cookbook, a family. Um, yeah, just you know, just and and also some some fa- kind of way to give back in a very strong and positive and. Where you actually see results, yeah, you know, um, yeah, some yeah. kind of thing like that. That and but like a proper legit base that actually I'm gonna I, I can go oh, that's a product of whatever foundation or whatever thing I, I did. You For know sure. what I mean? Yeah, For sure. but um, yeah, yeah. Thank you, darling. Thank you. You're absolutely amazing. <laughs> Cool. Thanks for uh, for humouring us. If I didn't do that, they would never forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that. No, it's an absolute pleasure. So uh, just a couple more, and then uh, and then we'll wrap up. Um, I wanted to ask you about contribution to pick up on uh, yeah. what you've just your last comment there. Right. In what way should entrepreneurs and just people in general do more in what ways do you feel that that you could inspire them what words could you use to get people to do more to make a difference do you know what it's very hard for i think for people for entrepreneurs to want to give back when you haven't reached your success yet Mm. i feel like it's i'm not it's very hard i think once you've reached that that's when you're like ah okay well the next thing it would be to give back i think um, can it go together in like parallel? Yeah, possibly. But I think you you give more when you know that you've achieved it. I think it's easier. You know what it is for me? It's about focus. You can focus that. Yeah, I guess. And you're probably able to do better and much more. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, um, yeah, I think that's that's what we could do. I mean, I went to obviously TEDx um, in yes, Marseille, uh, which was like super, super cool. Please, what did you speak about? I actually just spoke about my life story and um, I spoke about the fact that um, I grew up from poor, well, I guess the levels of poverty in South Africa, but I grew up from, you know, a township in Alex, which is probably one of the poorest townships in the country and was able to kind of make something of myself. But my whole thing was, it doesn't have to be just one person. The dream wasn't just given to Lorna alone or like a selected few or just a Trevor Noah or Charlize Theron. Ooh, did I put myself next to such giants? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I think it can be achieved for much, for many more people. Mm. The American dream is not for a selected few. The African dream is not just for a selected few, and I don't think it should be like that. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, I, I spoke about that. I hope it was. I think it comes out soon. Nervous, um, but yeah, that was my talk. But people were chatting about different things. There was a lady who had like some. Like she couldn't breathe. She had so many operations and she uh, had survived like numerous. I mean, we even like stood up and gave her a round of applause. I was like, well, drop the mic because even my story wasn't that great, you know, but she, she had survived cancer and like, you know, a growth situation, you know, so it was, was amazing. But, um, I think I absolutely love Marseille now. I love, love, love. Have you been? I have. Yeah. I lived in the South France for two years. <laughs> Put that back down. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I, I, Marseille is so beautiful. I've been to the south of France before, but I'd never been to Marseille. Um, stayed at this beautiful hotel, Le Grand uh, Beauvoir. I think I'm pronouncing it correct. I know, right? So bourgeois. <laughs> hotel Le Grand Beauvoir. Um, and Marseille is so pretty, man. It's got such a beautiful culture and mm. like it's quaint and the food's amazing. Um, and I loved it. And I mean, I've been to the south of France, like I said, but like, it's almost. Have you been to Cassis? Cassis. Yeah, 
Cassie. It's literally, I think, about 30 minutes or so no. from, from Marseille. No. Uh, I love little quaint little like cities like that. It's nice. I was in Antibes and Cannes and Monaco. Like, Cannes, yeah, Monaco. Oh, I've yeah. never felt so poor like I went to, when I went to Monaco. I was like, you, you, hi. <laughs> I have a long way to go. <laughs> You, you, Monaco. Oh yeah, it's nuts. It'll humble you. I actually sat in my. I was on a cruise ship. I went. I think Crystal Cruises actually, and I was like, I'm just gonna go and sit in my room. Did you go to the casino? I did not even want to. You know, after I'd passed the Hermes store that had vintage Hermes bags, I was like, Yeah, hi. Um. Oh, then I passed the casino. Then after passing the casino, I went straight back to the sea. Sat in my room, ordered a GNT, <laughs> and watched the news. <laughs> I was rather humbled, <laughs> to say the least. I was like, this is another level of wealth. I was like, yo, 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 yo. I was like, wow. Monaco will, yeah, will, 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 even, yeah, Monaco will. Even if you thought you were pretty, you're like, I, yeah. It's, uh, it's next a next level. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, let me, so we're, so we're on the cruise, right? I even, I'm even crying slightly because I just realized how poor I felt. So we're on this cruise and then we came and arrived. I know. Um, we went to, we were, we're on the cruise on Crystal Cruises. And so we, so that, so we're now, apparently we arrived at the perfect time that we're doing like, I think it's like a, a fireworks competition and the Bulga Bulgaria team was, it was their turn to do the thing. So our cruise, very nice cruise because it even had a Nobu in it. So, I mean, it, it really was the thing, you know, five stars, seven, seven stars. You are playing mm. comes mm -mm. a, Russian billionaire in front of us and the most with about 10 people, by the way. And I can't remember what it's written. You have never seen. I was like, that is the size of our cruise. Firstly, secondly, you are blocking us. So we can't even see what is happening. So we can't even see like the fireworks. As the fireworks get to like that crescendo, that like... He's like, take bye. He leaves. We're like, wow. So you did that so that when the cameras took pictures, your cruise would come at the right time when the fireworks were at their like, you know, crescendo. Crescendo. So you'd have the perfect pictures. And I was like, that is next level, kids. Mm -hmm. Watch and learn. It's legit. <laughs> I went back home and I sat down and put down different goals. <laughs> you know, I was like, if Slay Queen was one of them, I don't think I want to be one anymore. <laughs> I was like, you need to go back to school or something, Lords. But anyway, yeah. well, yeah. it's uh, it's certainly you know why they invest in those massive super yachts? Why? It's for privacy. It's uh, one of the few places they can go without being hacked by uh, paparazzi and so the on. Paparazzi and so forth. were there, Matt. Well, you know what they do? They they hire boats to literally camp out and take shots off the off the stern of these yachts. You had yachts. never seen anything like this. I it's even nuts. Googled it. I was like, you? Wow. I was like, this is like next level. Like, I don't think, is there anything above wealth? Inheritance. <laughs> that was not inheritance. <laughs> I don't think it's generational inheritance that. I think that is, 
a whole lot of oil going to some country or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, wow. Google super yachts if you're interested and you're listening and watching. You'll find them all. And Roman Abramovich yacht, is he's, he owns about six of them. Maybe that's the guy, the Russian guy. Yeah, it is. He, it's, uh, I forget the names of the yachts, but they come with like underwater torpedo cannons, like submarines no, that launch out. There's a part where it opens and cars come out. There you go. Bentley's. Hey, I was like, I was yeah. like, stuff like that you see in the movies. Yeah, it's like, like, uh, something Floyd Mayweather said. The pro reporter is like, he's just won his fight. He goes, so, so Floyd, tell me, uh, when, after you won, uh, your, your 49th, uh, you know, consecutive undefeated match, what did you do? And he went, well, I got into a Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> anyway. anyway, let's wrap this up. Um, cool. Why do you do what you do? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, the drive to want to succeed in a manner that speaks to me. Amazing. Which is weird because people may think I'm successful, but I'm like, you no, I'm still, I have a long way to go. And I wonder sometimes if I'll get there and go, hmm, this is it. Or is this what I was chasing? There's no end. There's only the journey. I love the journey as well. And I think that's part of being an entrepreneur, that you love the drive. Because you already in your head kind of see the end. Mm. And so the the in-between bit is the stuff that you're like, woohoo, this is the fun part. As hard as it is. Everybody, Lorna Maseko, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. This edition of the Map Round Show is brought to you by networkspace.co.za. In fact, our studios are here in building number four at Network Space up in Johannesburg. These guys have made us a huge deal, have really bent over backwards to give us the kind of service that most exciting businesses deserve. If you want more information about Network Space, you can actually come and check out our studio. We are always open to meet new entrepreneurs and business owners from around the country, and you can do that right here at networkspace.coza. Thanks for checking out the Map Round Show, guys. And if you'd like to get the Kung Fu put in your ninja, check out digitalkungfu.co.za. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.